You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Your Dose of Death podcast. As always, I'm Lauren Rosenberg. Um, I just wanted to first and foremost say I apologize for the delay getting this one out. Um, scheduling issues, logistical issues. Um, I do want to give my best wishes to Alex Colon and Stephen A., who were supposed to be on this episode. But, of course, um, life has a crazy way of scheduling. But uh, i got to give them both a shout-out. Um, I know things come up and it's unfortunate, but the show must go on. And um, as always, um, I I love having um, returning guests. And of course, this man was a um, real chart topper and is, I believe, still a top five most download episodes of the podcast. And um, he is the deathmatch lawyer himself. He is someone who literally is taking a break from studying for an exam, willing to talk to me about the Nick Gage Invitational. Um, of course, I am talking about the man, the myth, the legend, Michael Serino Esquire. How are you doing today, Mike? Oh, man, I'm stressed out, but I wanted to do this, so I came on. I'm studying right now, and <laughs> I have got a lot of work this week, but, uh, you know, this event's going to be crazy. So, you know, actually, um, like, had a podcast before, right? Okay. Uh, I don't have the time to do that anymore. Like, so, and that was about AEW. Yeah. Um, but different doors open, you know, and, uh, I've been kind of getting way more into this scene as you know, from the, when we talked last time. So maybe this will open up some, some new doors. So I'm excited and I'm pumped for this event. I need it. Yeah. You know, a little break, right? Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say, thank you. Thank you for having me on you're, again. You're, man. you're welcome. Um, as always, it's a pleasure having you on and any of my, uh, returning guests, hopefully in the future, but um, as you can see from the title of this episode, this is an NGI6 preview. Um, and those of you, I'm hoping that this gets released by the time this episode airs, but I did an article for Countout Network on NGI6, so I'm hoping you guys use this as like a companion of sorts. But anyways, I mean, this NGI6 roster is about as good as it could possibly get in a very long time, it feels like. This is a real eclectic roster, um, almost as good of a roster as the NGI three. Um, I don't know. What what are your thoughts on this field, Michael? Well, I tried to go back and watch every NGI and I've done that, except I'm like halfway through the first NGI. Okay. It was uh, from Warren, New Jersey, which yep. is not, not too far. Um, but this field is crazy stack, dude. Uh, it's just like missing Kodaka. And I would I'd like say this is the greatest of all time, but the Sami Kodaka, what a guy. I'd say this is this is like one or two, I think, like top one or two. I'd agree. Um, something that I um feel I've been talking to people about this ro- roster, and I think the reason I compared a lot to NGI three, because it, it had everything for everyone. It had your nostalgia pop for a deathmatch veteran like a dysfunction who was in number three, who still gets a good pop from deathmatch crowds. Um, You get that with a um, really, I mean, with a kid Osborne who still manages to get a pop here and there. 
but also you get your international flair with Rina Yamashita and Takeda, and you get potentially a dream match crossed off the board in the form of Eric Ryan versus Masashi Takeda. Like, th- this really has something for everyone that is a deathmatch fan. And, of course, you also have the one thing that I will say this roster has different from number three. You have a really, really gutsy debut, debutee, I should say, in the form of Akira, who has only been with GCW for not even a month. Right. And is already being thrusted into the one of the biggest deathmatch tournaments of the year. So that is one difference I see. Um, let us not waste any time. This is a fantastic first round, mm-hmm. uh, to say the least. There is a lot to get through here. And, of course, I want to go from um, no particular order, but this match was the first announced as I speak of Akira being thrusted into the lion's den, facing off with a man who he's faced off with now three times. Uh-huh. In his career, none other than Alex Cologne. This is a hell of a first-round matchup. This is the fourth time these two will have ever faced in any capacity, but none will shine brighter than this in the NGI six. What are your so initial? What is your initial thoughts looking at this matchup? I'm so excited. This is like my number one match. I want to see because my favorite. I'd say now that I've kind of settled into the scene. My favorite is by far Alex Clone. Like no doubt about it, he's a great per- he's a great guy, uh, great guy on a personal level. Um, he he's super nice, and he's I just don't think anybody tops him in the United States. And I really respond what what to his style. Um, I think that he incorporates a lot of freedoms, Big Japan uh, kind of that. It's like pure Riso deathmatch, what I like to call it, a little bit mm-hmm. of a mix. So he's by far my favorite. However. This has got such a great story um, with the whole Akira thing. It's kind of the uh, senpai and the student, that kind of storyline that they do in Japan. Mm -hmm. And uh, when Akira came out at Aftermath, um, I was there in the front row and I popped like crazy (laughs) to that Kumite song. And and Akira came out, called Alex out, said that, you know, he was inspired by seeing Cologne, by seeing Kasai, by seeing all these guys. And he wants to prove himself. And he's here and he said he was going to be here. And Alex, I know, responded with, um, you know, okay, it's good that you're here, but all like the big boys come to the NGI. So let's, how about you prove yourself there? And Akira obviously accepted to it. He got the invite. And now we have this, like, first of all, this great bout that's going to be technically sound. That's going to be awesome. And then we have a great storyline behind it. So this is the round that I'm most excited for the first round match. Yeah. Akira, Alex Cologne. Um, however, I'm worried about it because I don't want Alex to get knocked <laughs> out on the first round, man. Uh, oh, man. I've been thinking – I've been back and forth on this matchup. I mean, you bring up amazing points. Um, it, it, this really feels like a full circle kind of story. Akira being at – they said it couldn't be done. One of the most highly acclaimed GCW shows. Um, main event, of course, Jun Kasai returning to the States versus Alex Cologne. Um, Akira helping Alex with his cuts and um, I'll never forget when I had him on um, and I've heard multiple interviews with Akira when he talks about this moment and Alex just looks him dead in the eyes like don't get into this kid and now we're looking several years later and they're going to look each other right in the eye on the biggest stage possible 
and they're going to face off for what is the fourth time in, in the, what it will be the third death match with these two, actually. Mm-hmm. And it, it just really feels like a full circle kind of moment for Akira here. But Akira really is a wild card in, in this tournament because I don't know what you're going to get. I don't Dude, think- did you see Nick Dorito made a little bracket? I, I did see the, I did see um, Cool Ranch Doritos bracketology. Um, I know he has Akira winning. Yeah, I just the, the it's really a, a double edged sword because you could see Akira pulling off the biggest upset of the year, but you could also be tempted by potentially getting an Alex Colon Masashi Takeda number three in Chicago, which would be almost icing on the cake considering their rivalry started in Chicago. Uh-huh. Their first match was in Chicago. The third being back here would be nothing short of incredible. But this is why the NGI is so much fun because there's a lot to look at with this entire tournament. We really don't know what we're going to get. Dude, this is like, now that you're talking about this, this is so layered with like, now we, we brought up the story between Alex and Akira coming full circle. It's almost like, like a mob store, like the many saints of New York. It's like, <laughs> don't come into this business, but he did it anyway. Now he's got to yeah. prove himself to his master. We got that whole element. We also have the fact that the ultraviolet title is Alex's belt, man. Uh, I I think he says that. I agree with it. <laughs> I, I saw it the well. first time it was defended in the in the U.S. Uh, at TOS. I want I want to see Alex get that belt back, and and he has the potential now with Takeda coming over with the belt, but he's got to get to Takeda. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it. Um... It's just is this is a really tough one to call. I I don't even want to do a prediction because man, both Alex and Akira, great guys who I've had on the show, both are friends of mine. I am as torn as ever. I will say this: um, I was at their match at ICW Milwaukee in Saint Eight this past summer. Okay, yeah, I remember that. Okay, so it was that ICW No Holds Bar. No, yeah, and, and what was the third one? Um, the third one was in Sanction Pro in the Hardcore Cup. Okay. Which, okay. I've seen the two. I haven't seen the pro one, unsanctioned pro one. Yeah. Um. Alex won that one. Alex mm-hmm. won that one. But um. Alex is heading into this match with Akira with a two and one record. Um. So he does. He the two of them are going to seemingly know each other hit by hit, blow by blow, heading into this match. But mm-hmm. again, it's really close to call. This might be the toughest one to call the entire first round. But, well, I guess we have to do it, right? Yeah, I guess I guess we we gotta cross that bridge somehow, as they say. Um, I guess I'm gonna have to predict. I know I didn't want to, but I, I'm gonna have to say Alex gets the win here. I mean, this is his this is his house. This is a completely different environment. I mean, one Akira coming into a massive tournament like this. It's, it's, it's literally walking into the lion's den. This is a rogues gallery of competitors. If he, if, if he manages to win, who knows who he's going to face round two. I think if he wins, he wins the tournament. If he wins round one, I think he has a, a very good shot at winning the tournament. Th- that is a good point. I could see that. But then if he doesn't, I mean, Alex, it's like – this might be the match that decides the entire tournament. I really yeah, don't right. know. Are they going to have this go on first? Like, I don't think uh, I can handle that. I, I don't know. I mean, but anyways, we still have a ton to talk about. 
as you yeah, I'll go with Alex too, though. For you go with Alex. Okay. I'll go with Alex too. And that, and uh, you know, and when I whenever I do these like prediction type shows, like people always yell at me. They're like, "Oh, that's <laughs> not going to happen." Well, listen, I pick who I want to win. Uh, maybe I don't go. I'm not too much of a smart. I know a lot about wrestling, but I'm not a smart. Yeah, I'm just going to pick it. who I want to win. I want Alex <laughs> to win, so I'm going with Alex, man. And, and, and I get it. It's... Even though he doesn't have a great record and the NGI and the TOS is more, listen, the TOS is our tournament and the NGI is your tournament. <laughs> like, it, we, it does we feel got like robbed that. of the NGI. So you guys have well, that now. It's, well, I mean, NGI has been in Chicago. This will have been the third NGI of the six in Chicago. So it all, Brett Lauderdale and company sure want some Midwest deathmatch representation and it does it seems there's not a better location than the summit park districts as they say um but anyways going on as you mentioned takeda has the ultra violent belt and as of officially a few days after um after today's recording um takeda is officially defending the ultra violent belt throughout the duration of ngi mm-hmm. and competitor entrant number one to the potentially to throw Takeda is none other than the two-time repeat IWA Mid-South King of the Death Matches, a man who just himself finished a 60-minute Ironman Death Match, none other than Eric Ryan. He's wanted this. He has wanted this match since July, and as the infamous words, Itsu Demo, anytime, anywhere, which still rings in my head to this day, it is finally happening, and GCW is the platform that this is happening at. How do you see Eric Ryan versus Takeda playing out? This is another one that's nuts. You know, we just talked about Alex and Akira, but this one's crazy, too, with a lot of implications, a lot of layers. Um, oh crap, you know, like, <laughs> I was thinking to myself when I, I was like, maybe we'll see multiple changes of the ultraviolet title during um ultraviolent title during the tournament maybe eric gets it and then alex takes it in the end or something or um it, it's nuts to even think about but man eric ryan is so good he's insane like this is a perfect pairing man um i, I went back and watched some older eric ryan matches yeah. uh him versus um i think you probably were at this one it was like uh, it was in Chicago, the the longest. Something. Oh, I was not at that show, but I know which one. Oh, the last one's left. Yeah, he fought uh, Warren fight. Yeah, and I was really like, good match though. Very uh, good match, dude. So I saw that. Then I saw him in person at the H two O Center and Tremont's Death Match Tournament, and I watched a few others. And I just like didn't really think of this before, but I thought of it then. And now is how good of a Matt technical wrestler he is. Like he is, he hits suplexes, Germans out of nowhere. He's like putting technical moves and he's amazing. He's insanely tough. He went 60 minutes with Murdoch, which I don't know how you could even do that in a normal match. And then you throw glass into it. Like the amount of blood loss was just, was just ridiculous. Um, And then you, you pair him up with Takeda who, it's just on a whole nother level. I have I I don't even know what to expect. I, I think this is going to go for a while. I think it's going to be a banger, but I I have no idea who's going to win this. I think this is going to be match of the night though. On uh, so I've had a lot of thoughts on this match as well. I mean, you again, you brought up great points. It, I will say this about Eric Ryan, something that has kind of overlooked a lot of fan interaction I've seen. And no offense to any of the fans, 
But Eric Ryan's deathmatch tournament record in GCW is not very good. Mm-hmm. Like, I think maybe in all the tournaments he's been in, he's maybe won one match, and that's TOS and NGI itself. And that one match, I believe, was actually maybe two matches. But it's it's, it's he's been in a bunch of these tournaments, and his his luck in them has not been the best. I mean, he's he's seen a lot of his friends win, go on to win these tournaments, like a Ricky Shane Page or an Atticus has done better than him. They or, don't even consider him really like GCW until like maybe – well, now, like, well, he's been GCW. Like, if you look back at the older ones, he yeah, was one he, of the cornerstones of that company. But time has kind of surpassed him to the point where he can go off to another promotion and be their ace, like IWA Mid-South, which is his run there has been the stuff of legend. I mean, two King of the Death matches in a row. Mm-hmm. And his work rate is something that cannot be neglected. But now he's brought back into the fray. They've brought him back. They had him face Masada, Planet Death. They're now having him face Takeda, who is bringing the ultraviolet belt. For Eric Ryan, this is a dream come true to finally get this match with Takeda, to finally say, I want the best in the world. Now it's put up or shut up time for Eric Ryan here. If, if, if he can't win this, it's going to be back to the drawing board to see what he needs to do next. But if he can win this, this is another big upset of the year candidate because Cicada is, a, is on another level. 100%. And I like that point that you mentioned. Um, he's going around and on his pants, it says King of the Deathmatch. Um, and he is the undisputed IWA Mid-South King yeah. of the Deathmatch. But I think that there's a lot of new eyes on the GCW product right now. I think, yeah. that, the, I think that the last Deathmatch tournament that we saw was Tournament of Survival um, in June. I yeah. think that it's a different company even in November than it was in June because of Matt Cardona, John Moxley, Mick Foley. There's going to be a ton of new people watching. Yeah, so I think that be. there's another element to this is that Eric Ryan, he was a cornerstone of the original GCW, but now he's going to have to prove himself to a new audience who's going to be tuning into the NGI who might not know about that work, who might not know that he's the king yeah. of the death match. You know what I mean? Exactly. So this is big big it's got the belt on the line it's got his like reintroduction to gcw's modern era the new fans watching dream match like a lot of different layers to this one right i I agree i I didn't even think of that i mean there's gonna be a lot i've already been kind of seeing the landscape of fans who are gonna be intense and a lot of fans this is gonna be like their first death match tournament ever yeah a lot of new people a lot of new eyes and i mean i i definitely agree i mean eric has been through and through the deathmatch world and the years he's been in it has put up some incredible stuff. And now, I mean, this is kind of a, I don't want to say mini reset button, but it's, it's really just, it's a, it's a, it's a potential for a coming out party of sorts, because this is the dream match he's wanted since July. This is the match that not many other people are going to get this year. And now for him, I mean, as I said before, it's really put up or shut up. This is, this is, you got, you got what you wanted. Now let's, now you got to show the world why you wanted it. I think he has, I think he's going to do that. I really really like Eric and I don't, 
mean to say like with the proving himself that he he's already proved it to yes. all the people who've been watching 100%. Like, that's not what i mean by that but there are people that are new here and that's another element and um yeah it's time it's time to put up or shut up as you said and we're all going to be watching to see if that does happen on saturday man and i think he you know to come out with like a prediction on this yeah what's crazy but i gotta go with takeda I got to go with Takeda, too. I mean, you you don't fly in Masashi Takeda and just say, hey, you're just dropping the ball on round one, buddy. I mean, yeah, if we I'm, get not try- that, I'm not trying yeah. to unveil the curtain. No, no, nah, nah, I get you. It's just Masashi Takeda isn't going to let go of that belt very easily. He is. And I just want to kind of point out another thing here. The lineage of that ultraviolet title is second to none in the GCW Pantheon. Yeah, shout out to Nick Dorito for putting the lineage up on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, I mean, you had Alex Cologne, who was the inaugural holder. Drew Parker, when he was simultaneously holding the BJW belt, deathmatch belt at the time, winning the GCW Ultraviolet belt. Masashi Takeda winning that belt now. Who could, who's going to be lucky number four holding that belt at the end of NGI? It's going to be a wild ride. And I, I can promise you, though, Takeda is going to – bring his A game. He is as good as it gets in the World Death Match. And I, as you mentioned before, a lot of new fans, there's going to be a lot of new fans that are going to be absolutely awe-inspired by Masashi Takeda. And I'm ready yeah, for the reactions. Yeah, they don't know, right? They don't. Like, there's going to be people who tune in. And I, I know this for a fact. Because <laughs> for those of you that don't know, uh, I run the Kings Road Wrestling Instagram page. And there's a, a lot of traffic of people who are like, you know what? I, I, I never tried this deathmatch thing. I've always been kind of apprehensive. I, I'm going to give it a shot now. Yeah. We've seen you posting about it and they see it. I know for a fact, people have told me that they're going to be watching the NGI. Never seen a deathmatch tournament before. And there's yeah. a perception that people have, especially in America, that these guys can't wrestle. And I just am very curious to hear their thoughts after seeing Takeda. <laughs> I, I have no reaction to that but man i was um telling my girlfriend the other day i'm like if god was a like a dude like a personified deathmatch dude it would be masashi takeda because he's built like a greek god he's got the he's got the mma archetype he has a legitimate mma record his he doesn't he doesn't like do anything crazy like wrestling move wise but he does everything to a T and it looks really effective. I mean, the knees, the strikes, everything he does is to a precision. And I'm, I'm excited to see American fans see him once again, show why he is one of the mm. best in the world. I mean, if y'all want recommendations for Masashi Takeda matches this week, just feel free to hit me up because I got a plethora of them from the Drew Parker match. Hey, you guys got to go back and watch that one if you haven't seen Drew it. Drew Parker, that match, I, 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 I put out a tweet a few weeks ago after Parker Takeda came out. I was like, this just catapulted into my top five death matches of the year. Yeah, it's in top five for sure. It's in the top five because Takeda, as much as Drew Parker was absolutely stellar in that match, Takeda just – he just, he just came out of no, nowhere again and was like, did you forget about me yeah, this like year? Yeah, like, I'm here, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is for sure one way to put it. So let's go on, though, to the other Japanese star making her U.S. debut, GCW, Deathmatch debut. And 
really one that another wild card in this tournament. Yes, I'm talking about Rina Yamashita being in the NGI, being the big splash announcement. I know um, this is one that really came out of left field for a lot of fans, but we're here a week, less than a week removed, or not removed, but less than a week from the NGI, and Rina Yamashita is coming to the United States, and she is out to change the game once again, being the first woman in the Nick Gage Invitational. Yeah, that's money, man. Like, that's so sick, dude. Seriously. And, but there's a big but to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has a ginormous task ahead. Oh, facing boy. probably one of my new favorite people in GCW <laughs> right now. A man whose attitude has changed for beneficially the better, I would say. Yes, I'm talking about the new lone wolf of the deathmatch division, Atticus Kogar. Kogar who I am loving this new newfound rage, this newfound aggression, the shot caller Atticus is what I've been yeah, calling dude. him. There has not been a single man of the GCW roster I would be more afraid to face in any kind of tournament than Atticus right now because he is on a tear. Dude, he's like unhinged, like psychotic. Um, I remember. But, but and, smart. Uh, I will say but very, very smart in his tactics. No, definitely. He's like, he's very calculated. Um, and I'm holding this up to Lauren right now. It's one of his skewers <laughs> that uh, I picked Beautiful. up off the ground. So, so I, um, I got like a taste for this new Atticus Kogar at, uh, I believe, Aftermath. He just came out and, <laughs> and stabbed a 17-year-old <laughs> Nick Wayne in oh, the head. Oh, Nick. And and we were all just like, oh, my God, what is going on here? Like, we were all, like, kind of shocked. But this new – yeah, he is not the same guy that faced Masada at spring break. He's not this, He's not really Ricky's uh, – I'm not going to say it, but you guys know Aaron what I'm going to say. He's uh, not he's, Ricky's Aaron boy anymore. No, he's not a young boy anymore. He's he's a shot caller. He's He told the universe, uh, as Matt Cardona would say, that um, he's calling his own shots here, as, as you stated, and uh, a lot of people – are predicting that he goes all the way. So this is another insane matchup. And um, dude, he, he killed it at, at in Tremont's death match tournament. He's had consistent great defenses of the hardcore title, Danny Havoc at H2O. He's been having good GCW matches. Um, I think he's going to go real far in this tournament, man. He's the- one of my picks to win this tournament. I'm just going to spoiler alert that right now for everyone who's listening Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna say this as well because i was at tos i watched him put on a monumental run in tos that unbelievable that mind you that with each match it was the manners the um bunkhouse match was a little out of his element but he managed to get through yeah it was cool unique it was a it was a cool match but it just kind of it fell off, but then go on to face G Raver with the gusset plate fence match. And then Jimmy coming out. And then Jimmy basically kind of benefited, but a win's a win. You go on to the finals in what is being coined as one of the best deathmatch tournament finals possibly ever. That's my number one match this year, man. That That is probably my number one as well, but... I I think we're going to see a totally different Atticus than the TOS run. We're going to see a very focused 
Atticus. We're going to see a very divisive Atticus. And I mean, I know there are some people who are like, oh, Rena's going to beat him. No way. I I, I beg to differ. And I just, I have Atticus winning this because truly, I mean, if there's one person who really has a lot of stake to claim here, it's him. He's got a lot riding on this dude. It's like it's like another put up or shut up. It is. Um, if he doesn't win, then he's back to this square one of you're a young boy that's not ready for this. And uh, I don't think that's going to happen. No, uh, I, I don't think. No. That's, I don't want to get smarty here, but uh, <laughs> Reen is also. I think she might be staying for a little bit, so um, I don't think we're just going to see her once. Hopefully not, because she's uh, been killing it as well. And yeah. um, I know that. Uh, you would probably recommend the Reese and Sarah match from yes. Ice Ribbon. Um, that is the Cicada match from Freedoms this summer as well was very good. Yeah, that was a great one too. Uh, I, I've been um, combing through a lot of this <laughs> stuff and I've become a big Rina Yamashita fan. And that's not to, you know, we've been gloating over Atticus and, and his accomplishments and uh, we all really like him. But I think it's also really cool that uh, the female deathmatch community is getting... Um, representation in the Nick Gage Invitational, yeah. the grandest stage of them all, if you will. And I think it's really inspiring. It's really cool. And I can't wait to see what she what she does in the NGI and what she does to beyond. Charlie Evans the day before. Yeah. This is going to be a cool <laughs> oh, weekend. Man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would definitely um, say I've definitely become a fan of Rena as well. I think her work, I think also being in the presence of greats like Kasai and Takeda has helped her immensely. I mean, she was the uh freedom's newcomer of the year last year for someone who was a seasoned vet which is kind of ironic but hey an award is an award so take it as is and she has earned her spot here in ngi and a historical spot as well being the first woman a part of the ngi which is something that didn't even dawn on me till very recently but nonetheless um this is going to be an intense one i mean I hope she's ready for those skewers. I'm just going to put that out there. I, I, I do not know. And I know Michael's heading towards his, his little skewer depository. Dude, this would suck, bro. Yeah. I'm like sticking it to my head right now. <laughs> like, this, this, like I, I would not want to do this. That's just, that's just one. Imagine like a, a, a little handful of those. Dude, no way. I would not do that. I took a tube over the head and that kind of sucked. Oh, um, man. I, I did that for Halloween, like as a kind of a joke. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> like, it's yeah. not fun at all. No, um, those are things not. are wild, bro. Like, seriously. But I don't know. Can I say this? I don't want to insult Atticus at all. No. But is, is she bigger than him? Like, this is going to be a pretty good matchup, bro. Th- this is, I feel like they're, so I know Stephen A and Alex talked about the styles that could work for Rena with an American crowd. And it's going to be people. I think Rena will have possibly have a, I don't want to, I think they're almost identical in height. I think they're almost like, they have to be near each other in height. I do think Rena is going to have the, like the Charlie Evans match. That's definitely going to be Rena has the height advantage there. For sure. No, for sure, dude. And I think, I think people are going to want to see her throw Atticus around, which I think oh, will she happen. is. She is <laughs> underrayly strong. She's strong, dude. Like no doubt about it. Um, and I think another aspect of this whole thing is um, the freedoms, big Japan, ice ribbon, whatever. Yeah. The pure. So death match. Oh, Joshi pure. So the women 
yeah. are, are also on another level compared yeah. to the, and that's not a throw at the American women no, uh, and, and the Australian and, and UK who do this, but they just do it differently. They're built differently and they kick pain differently. And I think a lot of people are going to be shocked by this one too. I think so. I, I definitely agree. I mean, it's, She's one of the, the ones who's like, she's one of the gutsiest performers I've ever seen in a Joshi ring. And I no, think for it's, sure. yeah. it's going to be very interesting to see her in this kind of environment. I think a lot of eyes are going to be on her, especially because she's debuting in the deathmatch division um, coming up at NGI. So, of course, we're heading into the last of the first round matchups. And, of course, we're talking about the returning from very terrifying ankle injury. The man known as Kit Osborne, Mr. No Peace himself, Mr. A whole bunch of things. But Kit is in this tournament. He was Nick Gage's personal invitee. I'm happy, man. I'm very happy for him. I saw this ankle injury live. So it was at JCW and it was scary, bro. I saw him on Backyard too. I also get like destroyed by dickinson <laughs> and then i paco saw loco paco loco oh yeah sorry uh paco and then i saw <laughs> him at tos get run over by yep, AJ. I was at, yep i was there too at TOS. i'm looking for a kit comeback man i want kit to do well i like so, kit osborne i i do Ian too. ron's a douche who, who <laughs> didn't book him anymore okay, after. That's, that's not fair. <laughs> we're not here to bury this out <laughs> it's okay it's fine um but yeah, you know, yeah. Um, he definitely has been the spur of the controversy in his past. I was supposed to see him at ICW Insane Eights, but of course the ankle injury took him out of that. But Kit Osborne is the one person in this tournament who we don't know who he's going to face. It it was presumably no going to be Mance Warner, but of course, uh, I want to wish the best to Mance yeah, and his I'm sorry, Mance. his um ankle injury recovery um i know he'll get back on his feet i know he was very anxious to probably defend his ngi crown but he's gonna he's gonna give his spot to someone else and as of this moment we don't know it's it's probably going to be a surprise at ngi for all we know i they're gonna make kit wait they're gonna make him wait we do not know his opponent Oh, no idea. No idea. No idea and, whatsoever. And, uh, preface that the views of the, of everything I said are mine and not Lauren's. But I just want to see Kit, man. He's taking three hits. I want to see him. Uh, I, I like him a lot, man. And I don't know who this mystery <laughs> guy is going to be. But um, there's been a lot of speculation. So I put out a poll this past week for a day. With Mance being out, who would you like to see? And I'll say this on Twitter. I got a lot of different names. The poll had AJ, Shane Mercer, Masada, and other. And I'm going to say this because he deserves the credit. And a guy who is another Chicago boy like myself, another guy who is slowly started to garner the attention of the deathmatch world who was on who has been at jcw but has not been given a shot at gcw yet i'm talking about hudfoot mo atlas as Hood a name foot. that really has surprised me i didn't think it was a deathmatch guy he's a guy who never was popped to me as a deathmatch guy but 
He's worked with the likes of Madman Pondo. He has worked different promotions. And he's put in the work as a deathmatch guy. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's a name that has been considered. Well, he's on the JCW card today. I was he is, go, he is. but I don't, I don't really feel that good. So I didn't go. Yeah. Um, I, he, I think he, what, he finaled at Carnage Cup, which we're yes. not going to get into, but we're not that's still a that. tough performance. Yeah. He, ruthless he, pro, right? Yes, Ruthless Player as well with Madman Pondo, which was a real coming out party for him. A guy who literally is a tough man himself, Hoodfoot, but a Chicago guy himself would almost be icing on the cake for this tournament. A hometown hero. It would be something incredible. But other names I've seen are Orrin Veidt. Other names I've seen, Neil Diamond Cutter. That's like my personal pick. Yeah, he's on the I Evil love, show. He is. The diamond before. I, um, I want to see Kirk, bro. That's my Brand, guy. Brandon Kirk is another name I've seen. I have, I have seen names all across the board. And I got to say thank you to everyone who interacted with that poll. I very much appreciate it. But, I mean... I, I I know how much you love Kit, but whoever he comes out to face him might just absolutely steamroll him. Dude, what if, yeah, if like Mercer comes out, bro, like I'm, I like Kit, but there's no chance that Woo. Kit's going to go. Like, And Mercer is another one that, who I want to shout out, who I think deserves a lot of credit, who doesn't, you know, it's kind of, I think a little bit underrated, underappreciated in the deathmatch world so, right now. I'm going to say this about Mercer, and I think it's been uttered by guys like Alex Cologne and others. He doesn't even need death matches to get over. He doesn't. No, dude, like, he's like, insane. Yeah, he, he is just an all-around talent. I mean, the guy's an Olympic caliber bench prep, press freaking nature. Like he, I mean, if you've ever seen, there's a show in Chicago for GCW he did where he literally like just dead, like he lifted a whole set of bleachers. It's probably the the most. What is that? Four thousand degrees. Four hundred degrees. Or, yeah. I think it was 400 degrees. It was one of the most unbelievable things I've ever seen in my life. There, there's nothing that man can can't. Yeah, he doesn't do. need death matches. No. He doesn't, but he's actually pretty good at them, though. He's I mean, very good, I think. He killed it at Lord of Anarchy. Yes, with Sadika. I mean, that is one tough customer you're going up against, the Sadika. And he handled that very he well. Did, yeah, right. So that's another name. There is a whole bunch of names we could throw out there. But I think Brandon, at the same time, I want to. Sh- I, I think he needs a shot at the big leagues to show to show that he. I mean, he. I know he's faced Takeda and that, but that wasn't on GCW. It was a standalone wrestling show. I, I think. think he could do really well here, and I think a lot of people don't realize how good he is. I'm gonna say this: Brandon, like Eric Ryan, is a guy who was a part of the vi- like very original GCWs, like. We're talking Howell days. We're talking game changer world, game changer world mm-hmm. days. So like many people have kind of forgotten he was a thing in GCW. If he were to get the call from Brett Lauderdale, that would be one that would be like, you know, I'm back. Let me show the world I can do. I've been, he's been doing the work everywhere else he has done the work he sure. has done the work his wife has done the work shout out to casey who casey. just cleaned the death match who i heard i heard had a very good performance of queen of the death yep. and if the kirks get the call to chicago 
this tournament just got a whole lot more unpredictable because Brandon is a workhorse, a guy who made it to the Tremont Deathmatch Finals, who is now a trainer H2O, who has who's basically held the reins of his own destiny for the last few years and has put in the work. And then sounding better and better, right? Yeah. Now that you're talking about it. Now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, (laughs) oh, Brandon Kirk. I mean, I will say this though, my personal pick for the mystery man's Neil. I mean, he is, he did win the ICW insane eight after being a finalist the year before and, and, beating or invite for the second time in a row good guy too i didn't say it all around great guy another your dose of death alumni dude what um, if like okay so i don't want to like get yeah. too <laughs> you know i'm gonna i'll just say it there's some people from another company that are kind of crossing over this weekend and, and yeah. maybe he's another one you know we got we got akira we got we, we also we got diamond cutter the the night before, but we also yes. have another potential person who was on a JCW show, uh, um, the Duke. What you know? Maybe he's involved. Uh, so I, I if if it wasn't for the fact he just did this entire weekend at Mid South, I would I would be open. But I, I, I did. He's see also crazy with his work rate, though. His work rate has been second. I will say, out of all the deathmatch guys going. His work rate has been second to none, one of the craziest. And the fact that he's still standing to this day, it's something to applaud. I did see a social media thing where he says he does not have a lot of deathmatch tournaments left. So as much as I'd love to see Murdoch, and I know Alex kind of uttered his name as well for a potential entrant, I just don't know with him. If it is John Wayne, I'll be very happy to see him. Another Your Dose of Death alumni, but it's very hard. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, especially after this weekend, if he'd be willing to get it's back on the road. It is asking, asking a lot. A, yeah. it is asking a lot. So, Brad, please just kind tell of a, us. We're not going to say anything. Yeah, I know, <laughs> Brad. You want to tell us? You can give us a. You can text me. Um, slide into my DMs, as they say. But anyways, um, I see whoever the mystery entrant is winning i don't know about you i know you're i think you've made your intentions now you want kit to win kit or alex if kid alex is always gonna root for alex but if kit advances oh, you, then kit i'm going oh you mean like kit advances in the first round um yeah, if the kid makes it man then i'm going with kit man yeah I, I, it's I, an underdog story the true underdog story yeah. of kid osborne <laughs> But that is the first round of the NGI. I'm not going to predict the other rounds because that's just a lot more. But do we? Was it even announced? No, because what, what it's going to be? Do no, you know? the brackets. They just announce the first round. And they go from there, and they it, it's on the fly usually. But um, I know you've already. I've already said Atticus is my pick to win NGI. Who is your pick to win the whole NGI? I'm going to go with, like I said, Alex or Kit. Um, I'd be perfectly happy with either one. I'd love, at one hand, I'd love to see Alex win, get the ultraviolet title back, maybe in the semis or the finals, and then cross over and prove, hey, I can win TOS. 
yeah. uh, three times, but I can come to Chicago in this kind of different deathmatch style and win the NGI and I can yeah. do that. And now I'm going to take this shit to Japan and prove I'm the best there too. And then come back best in the world. However, Kid Osborne at the same time, he's a lot of people are sleeping on him. The ultraviolet underdog story. Underdog story. It would be cool. I, I think it would elevate him to the next, to the stratosphere if, if he were to make it. Um, so I'd be cool with that. Um, no Peace Underground would not hear the end of it if Kid Osborne won the issue. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> so sorry for them with the soundbar. That's yes. Um, best wishes to the good yeah. friends at No Peace. But the mystery opponent, I guess that I put that as my third possibility because whoever that's going to come in is going to get a huge pop. They're going to come in with momentum. Um, and there's so many cool options. Unpredictab- unpredictability factor for the rest of the field as well. It's going to be mm-hmm. some of the well, we got Atticus too. I don't, it's just this one. You guys just got to watch it. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say for those of you just curious, you know, you just got to buy the ticket, take the ride. Um, there are still tickets available for NGI. Um, just putting the plug out there. It's um, if you see me, I'll be there. Say hi, but as well, enjoy this show. This is probably one of the best fields for NGI. I've yeah, ever this seen. is once in a lifetime, man. Um, and crazy there, i'll say one thing with that with what you just said to buy the ticket um and i think that you can definitely attest to this you would definitely understand my sentiment with this uh, people tell me all the time like i want to go to something like this i want to see a death match in person um listen if you have the means and the time do it like i know maybe you're going to be spending a little bit of money you're going to be traveling yeah. but i don't know if this is going to be a thing in five years, this level of hotness that deathmatch wrestling is right now, this how it's in the spotlight, how how amazing it is right now. Like this is the time to go. And, and if you have the chance, you just got to do it and you got to see this in person. This is something that you want to see in person. I'm stabbing myself that I can't go <laughs> in person. But I, and I know that you can attest to this, that it's yeah. worth it. And seeing 100%. it live is different than seeing it on it's- TV. I'm I'm definitely gonna attest to this because it's it. <laughs> it's it's just it's it's a it's a real life demolition derby. It's it's a real life gladiator fight without the actual death. It, it is truly something you have to see with your own very two eyes. I've um, been at other local indies and I've seen people who I saw at the GCW show over Labor Day weekend, and I was like, "Hey, are you gonna be coming to NGI?" And they said, "Yeah." I'm like. I just, and I always tell everyone this, and those of you who are coming, I, I, I will gladly tell you this again. If the action comes your way, you better grab your shin, leave, mm-hmm. because there's a chance you might not see it anymore. No, and yeah, you got to be kids. It's just a different ballgame. I, 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 I always, <laughs> I mean, I'm usually front row, but to be honest, um, it's just something where you're like, um, like you gotta keep your head on a swivel. You never know what's gonna happen in these tournaments. I've I've already I've been to two deathmatch tournaments, several deathmatch shows where this year and things just go absolutely haywire. I've had I've had the weirdest things happen to me at tournaments, and I've had the weirdest things happen to me at shows. But you just never know. Seeing re- in real life is like an awe inspiring thing. The the rush that you get from it is second to none. It's hard to go to bed when you get home because you're so amped up. Exactly. I can't even imagine what it's like for the competitors. Um, and Those uh, showers are not fun. I will say that. 
yeah, I, I can't, I can't even uh, shout out to everyone competing. You know, we, we predicted, we've talked about, but you know, even entering this is, uh, an accomplishment on its own, getting invited to the Nick Gage Invitational, the, probably the toughest death match tournament, uh, arguably in yeah. the world, definitely the United States. Like these competitors are top notch world class competitors. So yeah. if you guys have seen maybe some other death match wrestling in the United States this year, and you maybe haven't been that impressed. I really think that you're going to be impressed with the field and the level of competition for this weekend at the NGI. I think it's going to be, it's going to be elite, you know? It is. This is GCW has made it a priority to still emphasize the death match wrestling. Yes, they may not do it on a daily basis. They may not, it may not be the number one priority, but death match wrestling has been a cornerstone of GCW since its inception in 2016. We're in mm-hmm. 2021, and they've been putting out some of the best quality death matches every single year running. NGI six is going to be no exception to that fact and this is truly going to be one hell of a tournament one hell of a run for anyone who's in it so i'm very excited for this tournament i know you are very excited um i'm almost more pumped about this than full gear (laughs) i know like aw but i know like you know like when you meet these people personally and then you do stuff like this like how do you not get more excited for something like this yeah it's much more intimate man it is, and uh, that's definitely a sentiment that I share as well. But um, just I don't to know Tony Khan, I was going to say, Brett, I know Brett though, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that that personal level is one thing. Mm-hmm. But um, just to kind of wrap this up, um, again, Michael, thank you for doing this. No problem. Um, this this been, is always fun. This has been an absolute blast doing this. I know um, we could talk for hours, and you got stuff to do. I got stuff to do. But um, as always, I like to give. Uh, my guests the floor to plug anything they got but um go away and plug anything you have coming up on the horizon my friend um i mean if you guys aren't uh following me on instagram kings road wrestling you know um some cool content out there and i'd love to interact with all of you so obviously uh if you want to give me the chance please do and um i'm proud to announce a new partnership with deathmatch worldwide uh, I have a T-shirt that was designed by uh, my good friend Pablo that was just put on the site. And we've got a good amount of orders so far. I'm, I'm super happy to have a, a merch design. It's kind of like a, a dream yeah. come true. I just got it. So if you guys want it, go to deathmatchworldwide.com. Uh, click the products button and it's there under the K section. And I love awesome. the support. So, um, But anyone that's going to uh, be there this weekend... Uh, feel free to send me any clips any photos or tell me how it is i'd love to hear about it i'll be uh, rooting everybody on and watching you from fight awesome and also yeah love love that you're working with deathmatch worldwide another great friend friend of mine and Corey higdon who um does wonderful work for deathmatch worldwide so um definitely hit them up for that awesome king's road wrestling shirt i've seen the design it looks fantastic thank you um so um with that being said guys thank you so much for listening to this episode of your dose of death as always i'm lauren rosenberg from me and michael serino wishing you guys a good rest of your week thank you good luck to everyone this weekend thank you (laughs) yes
This has been a Countout Podcast.